Y'all don't put no clock up. I'm going to Thursday. <laughs> there was a lot of... <laughs> there was a lot I wanted to say at this point. Had it all planned and everything. <clears throat> How many of y'all have gone to church long enough to know God laughs at your plans? I woke up this morning with a verse on my heart. Isaiah 118. Come now. Let us reason together. Let's look, let us reason together. Though your sin be as scarlet, they shall be white as snow. Though they be red like crimson, they shall be as wool. Come. Come. What an invitation. In God's word, we learn that if you're hungry, he says, come, I'm the bread of life. He says, if you're thirsty, he says, come, I'm the living water. To the woman at the well, who'd been looking for love in all the wrong places. She was so thirsty for something real. So thirsty for something right. Jesus said, oh, if you was to ask me, you wouldn't need that bucket. So how do you know she wouldn't need it? Because she left without it. Why didn't she need it? Because now she has the well. Come. If you're broken. He says he's the bomb in Gilead. Come if, you, if your dreams have been, have been killed and your, your hopes have been dashed and all that you've looked forward to has died. He says, come because I'm the resurrection. Come. What an invitation, come. Whatever you need, he is. Moses said, what's your name at the burning bush? He said, I am that I am. I am whatever you need. I am whatever you desire. I am whatever you hope for. He says, come. Come. Jesus is standing. You're broken. You're hurting. You're desperate. You're looking for something that's going to take the pain away. You're looking for something that's going to take all that you've been dealing with, all that you've been holding on to, all that's about to drown you. And he says, Come, come. And then he says this, come now. How many ever have a parent that ever said, you better come here right? You know what he's saying by this verse? This is no time to procrastinate. When it comes to our sin, when it comes to our need, when it comes to our brokenness, this is no time to procrastinate. I am the world's greatest procrastinator. No need to do something today that you can do tomorrow. Say amen, somebody. Well, this just happens to be not one of them situations. Jesus says today is the day of salvation. Come. When? 
When? Now. Now. I learned something. (laughs) I, I learned something about this word scarlet. Though your sins be as scarlet. Scarlet. The word literally means double dipped. Double dipped. In other words... People who dealt with fabrics and dyeing fabrics, they would take the cloth and they would dip it. But then they would dip it again so it would be permanent. It would be bright and it would be obvious and it would be permanent. In other words, the dew couldn't make it go away. The the rain couldn't make it go away. Once you double dipped, it was done. It was permanent. In other words, there was no man-made way of getting getting the color or the dye or the stain because it's been double dipped. How many of you in here, the devil's told you before in your life that that sin you committed, that issue that you had, that thing you can't get over, the devil's told you you're double dipped. You're never going to get over this. That sin that you've committed, that thing is too bad, it's too awful, it's too wicked, God's angry at you, you've double dipped. That's what Satan will say. But you know what Jesus is saying? What are you saying? I'm saying this. I don't care how permanent you think your issue is. I don't care how permanent you think your sin is. I don't care how permanent the devil has said your brokenness is. Jesus said, come unto me. Come unto me. Come unto me. Come now. Come right now. Let us reason together. Though your sins be as scarlet, they shall be white as snow. It's amazing to me that God can take a black sin and dip it in red blood and it come out white as snow. Come. You know why we're here at this church? It's not to entertain anybody. It's not so we can have something to do on a Sunday. It's not because Papa always went. It's because we're here today to tell everybody, come. If you're broken, come on. If you're, listen, if you're hurting, come on. If you're needy, come on. If you're helpless, come on. If you've lost your hope, come on, come on. We were talking last night. And I know y'all think we're coon hunting. <clears throat> That's what y'all think. We're watching somebody beat their eyes out. <clears throat> MMA fighting. Paid thirty dollars to watch a man fight for eleven seconds. <clears throat> and they think we're not intelligent, amen. <laughs> We were talking last night, and, and by the way, by the way, I'm a little, I'm a little judgmental sometimes, and I shouldn't be. <clears throat> I, I'm just, I'm just, I don't know, I, I can't help it, it's just, I, 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 I'm always skeptical of people. Anybody have that issue, you're not ashamed to admit like you're kind of like your preacher? And then, you, and then you get to know people. Guys, this is the real deal. I'm just telling you, I don't know everything, but I know people. He's the real deal. Listen, he, he, he said, tell me about Temple. What's Temple like? And I had to think about that a minute. And you know what? 
I said, temple just full of simple people. You let me tell you, let me tell you what makes temple so great. Is because we're not full of good people. Mm-hmm, I said it. People brag all the time. Oh, them people at Temple. Oh, they did. I said, you don't know them like I know them. <laughs> Richard, what are you talking about? Here's what makes Temple so great. We're just a bunch of broken people. One, one preacher said it this way when I was a little kid. I'll never forget it. He said, we're just one beggar telling another beggar where we found bread. It's hard being critical and judgmental. It's hard, to, it's hard to throw stones when you've been on the other side of the stone throwing. We throw no stones at temple. We're just saying come. 1 John, 1 John chapter 1 says, I want to tell you about Jesus. These things that we have heard and we have seen. We've handled, in other words, we've touched him. This is not the figment of somebody's imagination. It's not something we have heard about. We've touched him with our own hands. We've seen him. This is the real deal. Jesus is real. And he says, we're telling you this. Because our fellowship is with the Father. We want you to have fellowship with us. And truly, our fellowship is with the Father. In other words, I'm telling you this because you need to know who I know. And we're here today to do this. We're not here to look better than somebody else. We're not here because we're, we're more righteous than someone else or we're, we're trying to look better than someone else or we're trying to impress. We're not trying to impress nobody. We're just trying to tell people where we found some bread. Come now, let us reason together. Though your sin be a scarlet. In other words, what he's saying, let me translate that in Alabama terms. Though everybody else says it can't go away. Though the devil says it's permanent. Though the, though the world thinks your stain is forever. Bring your stain to me. What man can't do, God can. Though your sin be as scarlet. I like how he words it too. This is great in the word. Let us just, let's just be reasonable about this thing. Come now, let us reason together. Let's reason together. The beauty of the blood. What a beautiful song. What's so great about the blood? Let me give you three things. You know you're going to get three things when you leave here. <laughs> let me just write this down. Just, just a minute. Write this down. What happens when the blood of Christ is applied? Forgiveness. I told him last night, there's no sweeter word than forgiven. If you've ever been the offender and you know you're guilty and you've hurt that other person and to hear that other person said, I forgive you. There's no greater feeling in the world to know that you're forgiven. Look at this verse. Look at this verse. I want you to read this verse. You can look at these up at home. Uh, did y'all have them verses? Look here. Look what it says. In Ephesians 1, 7. In whom we have redemption through what? His. The. Help me. The. Forgiveness of sins. 
according to the riches of his grace. Forgiven. How many of y'all are glad to be forgiven? Amen. Through his blood. Secondly, we not only find that we are forgiven, we find forgiveness through the blood of Christ. But the second thing is, is, is probably, probably more needy in this room than the first word. Because I run into so many Christians who struggle and who fight and who have such a hard time because they're saved. They've asked God to save them. They've asked God to, 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 to take their sin away and, 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 and they've done all of this thing. But, but the devil haunts them and, and the world criticizes them and, and, and they even beat their own self up over it. And, 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 but we need to understand that, that we not only have forgiveness through the blood of Christ, we have freedom Freedom. And I know what you're thinking. I know what you're thinking. And, in, and this, this is true. You remember, you remember in, in the song when he said the chains are laying at our feet? There is freedom from addiction. There is freedom from, from these sin issues. The Bible says they that commit sin is the servant of sin or a slave to sin. And, and, and he breaks those chains and we, we do have freedom. God has power over sin. And, and that all, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm all about that. And, 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 mm-hmm. But I want to go a step further. I want to go a step further because, because so many Christians today, and there's so many people in this room right now today, you are forgiven. You have been set free. You are delivered. You've been, you've been delivered by the power of God, but you're still living like a slave. What am I bound by? Your own conscience. Let me, let me read you this verse. Let me read you this verse. Put, put this verse up. Hebrews 9, 14. Watch this. How much more, say that with me, how much more shall the blood of Christ, who through the eternal spirit offered himself without spot to God, purge. Purge. Purge means a thorough cleansing. How many of you old timers know about castor oil? Do you understand what I'm talking about now? Purge. (laughs) Cleansing. Cleaning. Purge. Get it all out. Say amen. Purge. Watch this. Watch this. Purge your. Help me. Purge your. Purge your. From dead works to serve the living God. Do you know what the devil uses as his greatest weapon to most Christians? Your own conscience. Who do you think you are? I know what you did. You know what you did. How dare you stand up there and sing a song? How dare you go to church? You're the biggest hypocrite in the world. Oh, if everybody knew. Come on, I'm preaching. Oh, if they only knew. Let me tell you what the blood of Christ does. It doesn't just take your sins away. It will break the chains in your own conscience. It will purge your conscience. All those things that are haunting you, all of those things that are dragging you back, all those things. Listen, the past can become a pest, but Paul said this, I'm forgetting those things which are behind. I press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God. Somebody say amen. 
Don't walk around in defeat anymore. Don't walk around in shame anymore. God doesn't want any of His children walking around in shame. Don't hold your head down because of what you used to be. You're not what you used to be. You are forgiven. You are a saint of God. You are a child of God. Somebody say amen. Freedom. Freedom. Doesn't matter what you used to be. Doesn't matter what you have done. If there was anybody that had something on his conscience, it was the Apostle Paul. But he said, I'm, I'm free. Well, preacher, what if they say, it don't matter what they say. Who are they anyway? Freedom. Not only freedom, but thank God in heaven, thank God in heaven, a future. A future. Look what this verse says. <clears throat> 1 Peter 1.18 For as much as ye know that ye were not Look at that word Say it again Redeemed with corruptible things of silver and gold From your vain conversation received by tradition from your fathers But with the precious blood of Christ As of a lamb without blemish and without spot The word redeemed means to purchase It means to buy back it is a term that was used when a slave was at an auction block. Y'all with me? A slave was in bondage. A slave was, was and, and there was many ways that you could be in bondage. That sometimes it was debt. Sometimes you were captured. Sometimes whatever that issue is. But you are a slave. You are not in control of your future. But when somebody came and purchased the slave, it was known as redeeming. And you know what happened? You were on the auction block. <clears throat> the devil had you as a slave. Listen, in our sin, we are bound and in bondage. But the Bible says that we are redeemed. We are purchased. Somebody say amen. The purchase price was the blood of Christ. The blood of Christ. Listen. Can you see how beautiful the blood of Christ is? It changes everything. This is not, guys, this is not just a ticket to heaven. Some people think that church and salvation is all about just a ticket to heaven, but it's so not. If that was the case, he would take you to heaven the moment you were saved. And this future that I'm talking about is not just walking on a street of gold. It's not seeing the gates of pearl. It's not all of these things. That, that's wonderful, and I can't wait for that. I can't wait to see my loved ones. I can't wait to, for the reunion and glory, and I can't wait to see my family. But that's not what I'm talking about. God will save you and redeem you and release you and give you a future here on earth. God wants to do something for you here Right now, in the here and now. Thank God for the by and by, but I'm living in the here and now. God has a future for you. And the way we have that future is through the blood of Christ. Preacher, I want everything you just talked about. Okay. Then, come. Not just come, but come. Jalen, I don't know what y'all have planned for an invitation. Brother Joe, will you come up and, and, and whatever y'all decide to do? I, I want, our, I want our, our altar workers, if they'll come.
I, I want you to understand, salvation is the greatest thing that ever happened. Listen, and by the way, by the way, you, you, may, not, you may not need salvation today. You, may, you may need the assurance that you're free. You may need to come to this altar and thank God that he has delivered you from your past. And you may need to come and, and say, God, purge my conscience. The devil's haunting me. My own, my, I, 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 I'm dealing with guilt that I can't get over. God, show me that I'm forgiven. How many of y'all know being forgiven and feeling forgiven is almost two different things? Then come to this altar and say, God, give me the faith to believe that I'm forgiven. I believe to be forgiven, but then I think you need to believe that you are forgiven. And all God's people say it. Father, in Jesus' name, I pray. Lord, in this, this 